On this episode of Bite Sized, we are discussing Twilight Scene 18. That is from 2153 to 2454. For those of you watching along at home, it's the hospital scene. And now, on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Bite Size, the only podcast, as far as I'm aware, that is watching and discussing the Twilight movies one scene at a time. I am your host, Ben Abair. I'm doing the things that I just said that this podcast does with a different guest every week. Joining me this week, we got an actor and a teaching artist from the Chicago area, Jack Seho. Welcome to Bite Sized. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for being here. How's it going? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. It's a perfect Saturday. Disagree. Um, uh, <laughs> you disagree too cold for me for the listener chicago just dropped down into the like 40s and 50s for the first time and i hate it can't handle it oh i love it so much i was born and raised in houston texas a very hot part of the country i see um and so whenever this happens i i start to shut down i'm so sorry for your loss <laughs> no that's all right i should really be used to it i've been in chicago for several years now uh jack i'm gonna start this interview the way I start every interview on the show, that's by asking you, what is your history with the Twilight franchise? I was a big fan at the beginning, mm-hmm. so I... That's <laughs> kind of why you're here. Yeah, I definitely read all of the books um, all throughout high school. They were... I was obsessed with them, not as much as I was obsessed with other books, but when mm-hmm. they came out, I was like, a vampire story? What other books were you obsessed with? Well, you know, I this is controversial but uh, harry potter oh i know still a big fan i'm assuming yeah i am Uh uh-huh even though they don't have an author um that's kind of weird how they just appeared like that it's so strange they just poofed into existence Uh yeah so i was into those books but fantasy was like a huge thing for me so then when i had friends you know suggest uh a twilight i picked up my mom even like that was one of the things that we bonded over a lot was the books and when the first movie came out them yeah okay yeah and when the first movie came out we went and saw it together that was like a thing we did that's beautiful yeah so I was obsessed with them. I really, I saw all the movies. I liked all of them very much. As I grew older, I realized that they were bad. And I think I knew uh-huh. they were, I think I knew they were bad before. Yeah. But there was just something about. They were bad in, in a way that appealed to you as a young person. Yeah. They were like specifically, it's YA fiction. And that doesn't typically age well with the reader. I like magicalness. I think the word is just magic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're right. Magic of ultra fantasy because i think it does something to our it takes exactly what we would like in reality right we Mm -hmm. it would be so cool to be immortal yeah and have these special abilities and now stephanie meyer has taken it and turned it into a story we actually all can relate to which is like our first high school boyfriend or like our first love yeah or whatever so i i don't know i think they're kind of one of a kind in that way yeah they definitely started something have you revisited the books at all as an adult now? I think I did early in my adolescence. And okay. by adolescence, I mean, I guess, like, past 15. Yeah. But mo- mostly all of my revisits have been the movie. 
Okay. Yeah. Have they been something you've continued to like watch over and over again or was there a, a gap for a long time? No, there was a gap for a long time. Okay. And actually, um, literally right before the pandemic, my partner at the time, she and I <laughs> sat down one night yeah. and consecutively night after night watched all of the movies. I have had so many people on the show tell me that they did not watch the movies for a long time and the pandemic happened. They were like, well, nothing better to do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm honestly was kind of bummed that we didn't do it when the pandemic hit, uh -huh. but it was like right before we were just like, do you want to watch all of the Twilight movies again? <laughs> uh -huh. And she was like, yeah. Okay. It was awesome. And what was, yeah, like what was your experience watching them again? Were they what you remembered? No. I mean. Okay. <laughs> how, how so or not? <laughs> The acting was more up to me now having trained as an actor. Oh, we're going like, to talk about some acting today. Yeah, was like more obviously bad. Uh-huh. And I could see what everyone talks about. I think the controversy is that both Kay Stewart and Robert Pattinson like made it a joke. Like you, they didn't try. Really? That's, have you not read that? No. Oh, yeah. But you don't think, you don't think Kristen Stewart's trying? No. I think she's trying. You think she's trying really hard? As much as she can. I mean, we've talked a lot about on the show the fact that she's like 17 18 when these movies are being made i feel like she, you know her character is mostly the direction she's being given i feel like she's trying she's certainly biting her lip a lot that's something <laughs> right i'm not a trained actor no so, i to that's me okay. to, to me the philistine that looks like acting when i see someone constantly fidgeting i think damn get her an oscar <laughs> uh, you know here's a thing uh-huh educate me please no sometimes i think when i when i would think back on her acting i get afraid that i would do the exact same thing yeah i think that's the fear of a lot of actors is like we when we watch things sometimes we think oh i could do that better i legitimately sometimes look at Kay stewart and i'm like you know what i actually don't know if i would have done a better job as bella swan no i don't think i would have either i feel like playing that sort of awkward it's hard to do yeah because i feel like she's the character is written, and maybe this is more so in the books, but she's written as very internal, very quiet, not very outgoing. And that's hard to do on film in a way that is interesting. Yeah, and so, in a way that feels different than everybody else has done it, or right. in a way that feels genuine. Let's get into the scene. Okay. It's a good long one. It's about three minutes long. Bella just almost got hit by a car. She's at the hospital. Her dad checks her out with the cool doctor, and then she talks to Edward about the fact that he saved her life. That's the brief overview. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Jack, sometimes when I bring someone on the show, I do it for a specific reason. Because they have something in their background or their life that pertains to the episode, the, the scene we're discussing. And sometimes that happens on accident. Because I did not know this when I asked you to do this show or even specifically this scene. But you, an actor, I knew that. You have portrayed a medical professional on TV. Is that right? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, I <laughs> As I literally a few days ago, as I was like looking you up, basically, I was like checking out your website. I saw, oh, your stuff in your reel on your website is very similar to what we're going to be discussing today. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I play a paramedic on Chicago Med. I've heard um, of it. <laughs> yeah. I think some people have heard of it, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I booked that last year. I did a couple episodes hoping for more. Uh -huh. The idea is that there are more that I will be in. But uh -huh. yeah, it's a wild ride. So we've all we've already spoken to you as an expert on acting, but specifically on acting as a medical professional. How what was your take on this scene? To be honest, did, I actually made a note. Did you think about your experience in Chicago Med as you were watching this in preparation? I did in like watching the other 
like the main people in Chicago Med, like yeah. the main doctors. Mm-hmm. And also because I watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy. And I'm okay. just like, what do, why, well, how do people. I'm so glad I got you yeah. for the one medical drama scene <laughs> in this so movie. I'm so excited oh as well. Yeah, watching him, to be honest, I definitely was like, Carlisle, I don't know what exam you're actually doing. Uh-huh. It, that It's true that you light someone's eyes and you're checking for pupil dilation. Yeah. Right? But he doesn't do the same thing on the other side. He right. does it once on one side and then he just like, she literally moves her eyes. Yes. And then- <laughs> That's one of my notes is that he asks her, he holds up his finger and says, look right here. Yeah. And she doesn't. She doesn't. And he all. says nothing about it. Isabella. Bella. Oh, Bella. Looks like you took quite a spill. How do you feel? Good. Look here. You might experience some post-traumatic stress or disorientation, but your vitals look good. No signs of any head trauma. I think you'll be just fine. <laughs> he doesn't, and it's like, uh-huh. I mean, you know, suspend your disbelief. Like, why would he? Yeah. And also, if he thinks that she's fine, like, okay, I guess mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. But yeah, that whole, I when he did that, I was like, Carlisle, you're not doing anything. <laughs> okay, I can very much tell you're not a doctor. <laughs> this is incredible. I've never had this level of insider knowledge about something before. Well, and, and well, because, yeah, on Chicago Med, we have a consultant yeah. who gives the doctor specifically like this is what you would do and like this is how this would go yeah and specifically for the scenes that i do which are emergency cases because i'm bringing in somebody to the er you're shouting a lot of acronyms shouting. and numbers oh my god levels. it's so difficult laura wilson 26 years old g1p1 postpartum day nine found unresponsive there's so much blood gcs 11 bp initially 90 over pop with heart rate of 120 liter of saline improved her to 110 over 60 rate 110 Honestly, it does look very impressive. Like the <laughs> just the sheer amount of jargon you have to remember is honestly like I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, yeah. That's the that was the trickiest part. Um, was. Sorry for the listener. There's cat hair all over everything in this apartment, but specifically uh, the covers on the mics. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. I fully understand. Uh, cats are amazing. Um, yeah. So. So the the consultant always comes in and is like explaining to them mm-hmm. exactly how it goes. And I don't know that they had one on the set of Twilight. No. Honest. Well, in their defense, Chicago Med is a whole show about that. And this is one scene in the movie that they feel like they could just sort of get away with not yeah. doing. But I did have a lot of questions about the way this hospital is run. Like, why is the kid that almost hit her also right there? Like, they're not in an, in an examination room. Well, they're in some sort of like triage unit or something. Yeah, which would be the emergency room. Uh-huh. But again, I think they're all set up different. Like that would be Grey's Anatomy has a different setup. Okay, everyone is in beds. You can see each other. The uh-huh. only barrier is is that curtain. Right. But in Chicago Med, their ER, they are separate rooms. Uh huh. So I think maybe maybe Forks General. Yeah. Does, <laughs> Forks Med does not have no. the kind of hospital budget that Chicago does. Doubt it. Before Carlisle even gets in there. Let's take okay. it one by one. Charlie right, walks right. in first. Gotta say, th- his whole part in this scene ha- doesn't look good in the year 2023 because he's just a cop being mean to the one black kid in town. You and I are going to talk. You all right? I'm fine, Dad. Calm down. I'm sorry, Bella. I try to stop. I know. It's okay. No. It sure as hell is not okay. Thought it wasn't his fault. He could have been killed. You understand that? Yes, but I wasn't, so. You can kiss your license goodbye. Yeah. It's not great. It's not great. Yeah. Uh huh. Super cringe. Yeah. Super cringe. Not really concerned about getting the facts, because if he just stopped for a second, we've already seen it's not the kid's fault. 
nope. but he's threatening to like take away the kid's license and, and it's just oof it's bad yeah it's super bad and well but here's the thing that is super cringe and I hate it, but Charlie forever for, to me is the best actor of this entire series. Really? He's the best actor. Not not Anna Kendrick. Oh, I forgot Anna Kendrick is the friend. Yeah, yeah. she's fine. I think for the main uh-huh. main character sure, wise, yes. I think Charlie's the best. Okay. Yeah. My favorite actor in the movie, we haven't gotten to I don't think he's even in this one. Uh, I'm a big fan of RL. He's he's the main of the Volturi bad guys. Oh. Something Sheen. Michael Sheen? Is it Michael Sheen? I think it's Michael Sheen. Oh, I can God. never remember if it's, it's Michael wrong. Sheen or Martin Sheen. He's my favorite. And we're not going to get to him in a very long yeah, time. Yeah, he is very good. He's so good because he, he knows good. he knows he's in a ridiculous movie. But enough talking about things that don't happen in this scene. Okay. Uh, Charlie, he is at the hospital. It, why did it take him so long to respond to his daughter's accident? Because I would think, like, kids were already saying they've called 911 in the previous scene in the parking lot. You'd think he would just drive straight to the school but apparently they've had time to like check her out. I think they do some x-rays by the time he gets there. They what? did x-rays? So here's my theory. Okay. If you look behind Carlisle in the scene, there are x-rays on the wall. Oh. It doesn't say whose they are. There's just some x-rays back there. And then about halfway through the scene when they walk out into the hallway, they're standing in front of a door uh, and a sign next to that door is like pointing the various departments on the other side of that door. And one of them is radiology. Okay. Maybe I'm reading Damn. too much into this, but it looks like they did x-rays. And so what what took so long? And also just like him like bursting in. Mm-hmm. I'm pre I'm I didn't know that that was <laughs> I don't think people are allowed to do that. Are they allowed to do that? Maybe they are. I don't know. Does it happen on your show? <laughs> um, do the Chicago no, well, people Chicago come in. PD people just burst in? Yeah, well, so Or maybe the guy that was on Sex in the City. Yeah, the guy that was on Sex in the City. Do you ever get to work with him? He, I know he's a fire guy, but Wait. No, I don't think so. I don't think I've gotten to work with him okay. yet. Okay. Yeah, that would be sick if I did. Um No, I mean, yeah, PD does, but they only came in the one episode I did when it was a gunshot wound. Okay. Yeah. Well, it is also his daughter, so yeah, maybe so that's like, a little different. And he's the chief of police. Yeah, he he sort of does whatever he wants. Yeah. Is what we've seen throughout this entire movie. Yeah. Or the 20 or so minutes of it we're in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they talk, that stuff happens, and then the do- the doctor comes in, the hot doctor comes in. Hot doctor. Um, gotta say, hate his outfit. He is dressed like a tube of toothpaste, in my opinion. I also noticed that his tie is too short. His tie is way too... Oh okay, my God. Jack, <laughs> I need you to look. I've been erasing my notes as I go through them, and I uh, want yeah. you to read what's at the top in all caps. His tie is way too his short. His tie is way too short. <laughs> Those are intense notes. I'm obsessed. I have to watch this a lot because I got to talk about three minutes of movie for 35 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. I know for general rule of thumb, your tie is supposed to end right around your belt buckle. He's got a good two, three inches of clearance before the belt buckle. But yeah. So he, when he's first coming in, it's too short. But if you see when they cut back to him as he's turning around and saying like, I'm pretty sure he says, Jackie, I got it from here, which is funny. Um, Are you in this movie? I thought maybe I am. Um, <laughs> his tie looks longer again. Okay. If you go back and like freeze frame, it literally looks like it's back at his belt buckle. Interesting. At least to me, it did. Okay. Maybe I'm going to. I'm going to keep an eye out for that as we talk about the rest of the movie. But what about the fact that his tie and his shirt are like perfectly the same color? Like he like it's prom or something. Well, and like it almost makes no sense because what? They're vampires and he's pale as hell. Yes. Why would you dress in paler colors? I don't know. Is he thinking that like everything will just sort of blend in and he won't look weirdly pale? Like if he wore black, would it be obvious? Maybe. Actually, that's a good point. Maybe it would be more obvious. 
I don't know, but it just looks for all the world like he went to David's bridal and picked up a little prom package and he has to get it back. And it's like satin. It's yeah. like a satin tie. It's just not a it's not a great look. And his makeup isn't great. You can see very clearly where the white ends and his normal skin tone begins and his hair. Yep. Charlie and Bella, they go out the door through to the hallway and just sort of stand there and talk. And there we see Edward. He's there talking to I don't know how much time it just occurred to me. I don't know how much time there is between Carlisle finishing checking out Bella oh my and God. them walking out that door because they walk out the door and Carlisle's already halfway down the hall. Well, but he's a vampire. Yeah. But did he use his little whoosh power <laughs> or did he just get a good head start? No, I think he did do his whoosh power. I think that's what we should assume. Okay. If I'm going to live in Stephanie Morrow's, Meyer's brain. that Please don't. Okay. Well, I'm, I have to right now. Okay. <laughs> Be safe. <laughs> to make this make sense. Oh, um, that I think Carlisle literally the door closed on him and he mm-hmm. was able to get there in like 0.2 seconds. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. If I was a vampire and I knew no one was watching, I'd be whooshing all the yeah, time. Yeah, 100%. Um, it just seems like an unnecessary risk. Anyway, he's talking to Edward and Rosalie and Rosalie is telling on Edward. I got to say, in the number of times that I've seen this before preparation for the episode, I never realized that was Rosalie. Really? I always assumed it was his mom. Oh, Re- I, Esme? Esme, yeah. I always assumed it was Edward and the parents. And it wasn't until this watch that I realized that's Rosalie. And what it did it for me was when Carlisle says, Rosalie. <laughs> um, so maybe I've just never paid too close attention to this movie before. Did not, not hear Carlisle literally say her name? No, I didn't. What was I supposed to do? I'm let her die. This isn't just about you. It's about all of us. I think we should take this in office. Can I talk to you for a minute? Rosalie? They're talking about how it's dangerous for all of them, I guess, and maybe Edward shouldn't do that again. And then Bella asks, can she speak to Edward? Mm. It's great. Oh, I got to say, while we're we're just really hating on this scene today, <laughs> um, another thing I don't like about this scene is you can tell Robert Pattinson is really struggling with the dialect work. His accent is all over the place in this one. Yeah. It's been kind of spotty in this movie, but there's some things that he says like, die. What was I supposed to do? Let her die. Let her die. Let her die. And another one that I can't remember, it's not great. Yeah. He's he's doing his best, and his best isn't good enough. Well, it also it, I, I don't know if it is or is not as bad as... Poor Emma Watson in Purse of Being a Wallflower. Haven't seen it. Oh. What's so bad about it? Don't you get it, Charlie? I can't feel that. It's really sweet and everything, but why do I and everyone I love pick people who treat us like we're nothing? She just really struggles. Okay. It's really hard for her to to be american in that i think she's does a great job yeah acting but i don't know that her dialects is strong, it so. as bad as benedict cumberbatch's american accent in doctor strange you need to get a prep for a suboccipital craniotomy not gonna let you operate on a dead man what do you see a bullet a perfect bullet it's being hardened you harden a bullet by alloying lead with antimony toxic metal and that's leached directly into the cerebral spinal fluid rapid onset central nervous system shutdown you gotta go the patient's not dead but he is dying still want to harvest his organs I'll assist you. No, Dr. Palmer will assist me. Oh my fucking 
God, I haven't seen Doctor Strange. Ooh, okay, because what we do, you you watch Doctor Strange. Okay. I watch Percy being a wallflower. All we'll right, watch again. Yeah. Um, it's rough. That's all I'll say about that. Oh God. What is Edward doing at the hospital? We're back in the world. Yes. He's falling in love with her, but also obsessed with the way that she smells. Yes. But he's maybe doing damage control because he smashed a car to save her life. He did, but like, why wouldn't he just go home? Like, why does why does he feel the need? to go to the hospital where if something's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong there. I feel like he's asking for trouble. Like he's looking for a confrontation basically. Is it just cause he wants to follow Bella? I think it's yes. He wants to follow Bella, but also I think it's because he knows that she saw him do what he did. And yeah. I think he's going to like prevent her from saying anything. And like, Mm-hmm. sort of do the vampire thing that he's trying to do in that scene where he's like no silly i was right next to you <laughs> gaslighting her you yeah, mean yeah, yeah that vampire thing <laughs> called yeah, gaslighting yeah <laughs> how did you get over to me so fast i was standing right next to you bella no you were next to your car across the lot no i wasn't <laughs> yes you were belly you're uh you hit your head you confused i know what i saw Mm, what exactly was that you you stopped the van you pushed it away with your hand well nobody's gonna believe you i wasn't gonna tell anybody bella says she's not gonna tell anyone about what happened she kind of already does though there is a part late in the scene where she says, I wasn't going to tell anyone, even though earlier in the scene, she's talking with Carlisle and her dad about how Edward moved so fast. He oh was God. all the way across the parking lot. I'm sorry. That was a note of mine. Was okay. Like, why is she doing that in front of her dad? I don't know. I literally, Why is she doing it at all? Why is she doing it at all? She, it, it, she's literally putting Carlisle on the spot, but mm-hmm. then in front of Charlie, like, hey, Carlisle, admit to me. Yeah. And also this human that shouldn't know that y'all are vampires. Like, something's wrong with your something's son. Something's different. And like she knows they don't, the Edward doesn't want people to know because she says it later on the scene after she's already told people. Yeah. None of this makes sense. She's none of psycho. what none of what is happening in this scene makes sense whether or not you have played a medical professional on TV before. It just all falls apart. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, we're at the part of the scene now where your experience as a medical professional is... Is no longer... Uh, yeah, valid. yeah. They, I mean, they threw in a doctor getting paged. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, we don't know why Edward there. We know why Rosalie's... Did she just go to the hospital to tell on Edward? Well, oh, yeah. Honestly, like, bigger question. Like, yes, why is Edward there? But mm-hmm. why is Rosalie there? She's. I think she's just there to tell Daddy about what happened. Which, again, also could have waited... If we, this is logical, wouldn't okay. Carlisle have already known? I feel like when he walks in to check in on Bella, he already knows. Does he knows about Edward involvements? Yeah. I fucked that sentence up so bad. <laughs> I Verbatim what I said, does he knows about Edward's involvements? I threw in too many S's there. Does he know that Edward was involved? I think so. Because I think he wouldn't know that unless, like clearly he's meeting Bella for the first time and she was the only person that could have told him. Right. Well, but except I think, for Rosalie, I think Edward maybe had called, maybe called him. Logically, wouldn't you think Edward had been like, "Bro, I think I fucked up." I I don't know if I would have done it right away though. Oh. I maybe would have waited a little bit. <laughs> well, I yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like logically, Carlisle had to know. No. Prior. 
And like mm-hmm. it, it makes sense for the story and for the characters and moving everything along. But if you think about it like step by step, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Bella talks to Edward. It's honestly a terrifying conversation. Yeah. Also, Charlie's right there. Where yeah. does he go? I don't. She literally goes two feet. Uh huh. It turns the corner and Just then sort of stands at this corner and almost like hides behind uh, it. Yeah. Like it, she's half in, half out of the hallway. Like, are we to assume Charlie just walked away? I think so. Okay. Well, because he says he has some paperwork to sign, so he's going oh, off to. I missed that. Do that or whatever. Okay. I gotta go sign some paperwork. You should. Uh, should probably call your mom. He's got to fill out Bella's. Does Bella have insurance? I'm sure he does. And she's probably covered as his dependent. I don't know. This is probably stuff they didn't have figured out because she's only been in town for like a week or so. Yeah, God, Jesus. American healthcare system, (laughs) am I right? (laughs) We want free healthcare. Yeah, it's not a great conversation because Edward is, um, he's not a nice boy. No. No. He gaslights her of like, I was right next to you. And like borderline threatens her. And here's the thing. Yeah. Okay. These are some notes I took. Okay. In watching this whole scene, I feel like I can see what Robert and Kristen were like told to do as actors. Okay. Like I can walk us through that. Okay. So I can see Kristen having the thoughts and it like her objective, right? Mm-hmm. Like her objective in bringing it up to Carlisle was I need to get a reaction. I can see her needing to get a reaction out of Carlisle yeah. to confirm what she thinks that Some Edward sort of is different. Unspoken. Yeah. Yes, there is something going on. Here. Yeah. Yeah. And then I can like see her trying to convince Edward that like she already knows that mm-hmm. like it's safe. Yeah. Like I can, you know, it's, it's when you can see people doing their acting work, it's like, <sighs> I don't know how to explain it. It's very strange, but that's why Come I on, don't teaching artists teach, but that's why I don't think that they're bad. That's why I don't think that it, they're necessarily bad for this. I yeah. think they're both, first of all, maybe hated doing what they were doing and thought it was cheesy. Yeah. Or they were just really young. Like I actually forgot that Kristen was so young. when we She was very young. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see that. But then I can see Robert in this part specifically that we're talking about. I can see him doing the gaslighting kindness thing. Yeah. And then when she won't take it, I can see him doing the directions he's received as a vampire is to like be threatening. Yeah. And to like scare her. But I can watch that. I can watch the thought process in so much detail. Yeah. That it like removes the mystery. Really? Do you know what I mean? I like, think I get it, yeah. When you watch an actor have a thought as a character, some it's just like as if they are that thing or that person. Right. This, I can like see them both. I can see both actor and character. Uh-huh. And it makes it just, it's just the wildest watch ever. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have like, from this perspective, like they're trying to heighten the sort of I don't know, him pushing her away so then when they do finally come together, it's more powerful, I guess. But, like, it doesn't look good for either of them. No. Because Edward's out here throwing up red flags, and Bella either is not acknowledging them or is ignoring them altogether. If Bella knew what was good for her, she would never speak to him again, even if he is handsome and saved her life. You know, yeah. Yeah, well... And I hate to be a victim blamer here. (laughs) 
but <laughs> oh no, <laughs> she she really should have known better. She should have known better, and it works out, and that's good. <laughs> yeah. But nine times out of ten, if you're talking to a guy and he's saying things like that, it's going to end very poorly. Yeah, those are red flags. That's those are those are big bad red flags. That's what we call yeah. red flags. They're not beige flags. They're no, red flags. they're not. They're not salmon. <laughs> those are just straight up red flags yeah also the amount of mouth breathing that Kristen did in this movie is astounding to me the amount of times that she has her mouth open is just like wild it is a lot that is something i i think about a lot as i've been watching these movies is because we talked about we talked about the lip biting and the <laughs> fidgeting and we spent a lot of time a couple episodes ago about her blinking mm-hmm. and to what extent is that something she was told to do is that a choice I know that Kristen Stewart had a lengthy career before this, mm-hmm. so she's probably used to taking direction. I'm sure kid actors don't get a lot of leeway to make their own choices in characterization. At the time, she was most famous for doing the movie Speak. Speak? Speak. Will you uh, sign my yearbook? I'm not in it. Yeah, you are. You're right here. Doesn't really look like you. It is me. So I, I can imagine her like being really good at taking direction and just like showing up, doing what she's told yeah. and moving on. So I, I imagine that maybe some adult told her, yeah, yeah, bite your lip a few more times. Yeah, yeah, keep fidgeting. There you go. That's good. Breathe through your mouth. Just like that. Yeah. Or just like, give me more nerve. Give me more nervousness. Right. And, and for somebody who doesn't know any other way to portray nervousness. Cause also how many ways are there to p- portray nervousness besides the things we can't hear mm-hmm. or see. Right. Because in the book, it's all, it's all through her perspective. Right. I would struggle with that. <laughs> I, I know a lot I would of people too. would. Um, there, there's probably better ways to do it. I don't know. It's a, it's a thankless task yeah. for her. I think so. Uh, she was, she was asked to do a lot with not a lot of material I know. and support, I guess. <laughs> and just really, we, we as society did not treat her well enough. No, uh, she got, she got too much, too much bad. I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Uh, bad publicity. press. Publicity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just shit in general for the, the performance that she did. Robert Pattinson, I think he's a little older. Maybe we can give him some stuff. But I think Kristen Stewart is innocent in all this. Yeah, well, and I think more so, like I said earlier, I think more so that article about them treating it as a joke and the movie as a joke was more yeah. centered around Robert. I think it was more so like he fucking hated it. And that would didn't make sense. Yeah. Because he had not acted as much before this. Yeah. Like he was not the consummate professional Kristen Stewart was and continues to be. Do you have any more any more notes? Any questions? Any thoughts? Oh, just at the very beginning when uh-huh. um, Charlie comes in, or no, when uh, Carlisle comes in and Charlie says Doctor Cullen. I swear to God, he actually says Doctor Gilman. I don't know why, really? but I hear Gilman, and I'm like, there's no way he's saying Cullen. All right, we're gonna pause this and we're gonna watch the clip and we're gonna see what he says. I heard the chief's daughter was here. Oh, Doctor Cullen. Charlie. Oh, Doctor Cullen. Oh, Doctor Cullen. All right, I can kind of hear it. You kind of hear it? I kind of hear Gullen. Oh, yeah. Not Colin. No, he doesn't hit that C very hard. Mm -mm. And you think he's the best actor in the movie. I do. (laughs) Okay. I do. Why? (laughs) I don't know. No, let's let's make this... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this into a completely different podcast. This okay. is inside the actor studio. <laughs> I'm that guy whose name I can't remember. <laughs> I actually don't know either. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know either. Okay. I just think Charlie 
I just think he has the best most natural performance that I that to me is believable mm-hmm. like he doesn't do too much and he's not doing too little yeah he's also like he's the straight man of the movie yes and he's probably given the least amount of like conflicting he's like he doesn't have to hide who he is yeah he's a cop who doesn't know what's going on and that's it yep. he's not a doctor who's also a vampire that needs to hide that he's not a teenager who's in love but is trying to hide that and is also a vampire and trying to hide that too yeah. he's just a guy who's trying to figure out what the hell is going on yep and he has that simplicity i think <laughs> yeah. is what makes him the best actor in the Cop movie dad which i think is also the same reason that anna kendrick is one of my favorites yeah performances in the movie because she is a doing something different in a movie full of sad, mumbly people, she's like a ray of sunshine. Yep. But she also doesn't have these complex ideas to convey. Yeah. She's just a high school girl who's there to have a good time and just sort of does that. Yep. Anyway, he kind of doesn't really say Cullen very <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah, he doesn't. Let's wrap things up, though. Let's ask my final question. If you had to give this scene a name, what would it be? And this is also going to be the name of the episode, so make it good. Just tell everyone you're a vampire. Just tell everyone you're a vampire. Speak on that. Why'd you, why'd you choose that? Because it's so blatantly obvious that this all Bella wants is for everyone to just say, yep, we're vampires to everyone. It would solve a lot of problems. Yep. Certainly. Just tell everyone you're a vampire. Shockingly, not the longest episode title we've had so far. <laughs> Jack, if people want to learn more about you and the things you do and where you perform and teach and stuff like that, where can they do that? Maybe on social media and plugging things <laughs> do that now yeah uh you can find me on facebook jack Seho. um instagram Spell that for the people j-a-c-k oh that's the easy one <laughs> s-e-i-j-o j-o yeah and then uh instagram bayho um <laughs> b <laughs> a e i j o so it's okay. a play on my last name i just now got that yeah i see it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. um and uh, my website is jackieseho.com Jackie with an IE? IE. All righty. Uh, any shows coming up? Anything to promote? I do have a class. If okay. you're new to the on-camera world or you've been wanting to get those reps in, I'm teaching camera foundations at The Forge Chicago, mm-hmm. which is in this neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, and it starts November 10th. All righty. There you go. About a month after this comes out then. Uh, if you want to find me on social media, I'm at benabear.com, at B-E-N-H-E-B-E-R-T, D-O-T-C-O-M on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want to follow the show on social media, you can follow at bitesizedpod underscore at Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok because bitesizedpod was already taken. Speaking of things that were already taken, email addresses, good ones already gone. If you want to write into the show, you can send an email to at not at that's not how email addresses work they're in the middle there if you want to send an email to the show you can send an email to my favorite twilight podcast at gmail.com that's it that's the full thing thank you so much to my editor ben oxer for making this sound good thank you to the band swimwear department for the use of their theme song mall to death i did, forgot to say that in the last episode so i'm gonna say it twice this time uh, thank you so much to ben oxer for editing this show and thank you to the band swimwear department for letting them use their song mall to death as our theme song made up for it now that is it that is the end of the episode as we always say when we close things out i love to bite size i love twilight all right that's it (laughs) see you next time
Let it die. Does he knows about Edward involvements? Yeah. 